This is the Energizing India podcast. Welcome to the Energizing India podcast. On this program, we endeavor to give the electric vehicle industry a voice through conversations with the key protagonists and decision makers shaping this sector. Today, we go back to the road and speak with an entrepreneur who has founded a startup that focuses on end-to-end microelectric mobility through use of data at the same time to augment productivity during the last mile. We speak with Vishak Sasikumar, an entrepreneur with a vision to help make last mile zero emission mobility more efficient through complete digitization, mixing tech with execution to allow for rapid scale-up. He is an IIT Madras alumnus and is currently building India's largest vertically integrated electric vehicle ecosystem platform for both last mile logistics and commute applications. Vishak, welcome to the program. Thanks, Revin. Vishak, there are three very interesting startups in the EV sector that came from IIT Madras. There's Aether, Exponent, and your company, Fine. We've had both Tarun from Aether and Arun from Exponent Energy on the show, and it's a pleasure to now host you as well. I know you're friends with both Tarun and Arun, and I think uh, there's some cross-investment in your company as well. But I'm interested to start with uh, by asking you, what is it about IIT Madras that has allowed for three very successful EV startups to be ideated there and then successfully founded by alumni such as you? So I guess it's uh, it stems out from uh, the standpoint that IIT Madras is one of the first uh, educational institutes. It started with uh, EV mobility. Uh, back in 2013, I think uh, Tarun, Arun, uh, and me, all of us were in the same campus. Uh, and we got all the needed facilities at the same point when IIT Madras envisioned to look at EV from the standpoint of how it is going to game change in the next 10 years. So it was a vision that IIT Madras Research Park and few professors from IIT took over and then uh, passed on to us. So. We just took the pattern and we just ran. Um, so is it just the three companies, uh, Exponent, um, Aether and Fine that came out of IIT Madras? Or are there, others, uh, are there other students who are your contemporaries who today run companies in the electric mobility sector? Well, I guess there are a lot of other companies that are still coming out as well as still out there in the market, including uh, Ozone Motors, which is building a car, electric cars. There's a company who builds a vehicle for uh, disabled people. Yali Mobility, there are uh, component manufacturers, uh, battery manufacturers, uh, charging station companies. I think that you can get the entire ecosystem, EV ecosystem in Madras campus. So I think that's that has been the beauty of uh, building the center of excellence first, rather than uh, just saying that we'll do an incubator, right? So let's um, dwell on that uh, subject for just one more question, Vishak, if you don't mind. Um, Tarun founded Aether and went off to do some very amazing things with uh, two-wheeler scooter electric mobility. Um, Arun was part of that journey, first in Aether and then founded Exponent Energy, which was to look at, um, well, not just uh, making batteries, but also finding a way to charge those batteries efficiently and safely in a very fast manner, not being done anywhere else in the world. And you've gone in a third different direction, which is about uh, using data um, for last mile logistics. Um, You talked about a pivot before. So let's talk about um, what is this direction that you started with and you pivoted to ending up where you are today. See, when I started off, the vision was to build electric vehicles. 
similar to what tarun had but in b2b space tarun was always focused on b2c uh, so my focus was on b2b logistics uh, and failures was the initial uh, way of success for us so then we decided that okay let's do look at market rather than just a product and we thought one product company is very hard to succeed this was more of a logistics vehicle and then we decided that for the logistics market we figured out lot more types of vehicles are required why don't we build a portfolio of products to ensure that we serve all the players who are there in the logistics market so that was the thought process so we built our second product called pimo which was launched by indian cricketer dinesh karthik in iit madras research park so we were we were in the moon because we got two products certified products and we started selling it on the market but technically we we sold close to 1000 vehicles just before covid so our pivot is a life before covid and after covid <laughs> and before covid just before covid we are scaling up the number of vehicles that we are selling and we have uh, just after the launch of two wheeler we got the first 300 vehicle ka order we started delivering the product we had a huge order for our electric three wheeler also but the life changed overnight 23rd march 2020 when lockdown was announced we had vehicles with us which was built which we were supposed to deliver to the clients uh, but we couldn't even move out of the factory because the lockdown was announced how do we come out of this situation this was a life and death situation for us and during this scale up we were also trying to raise funds because of covid some of the investors said they wanted to wait so normally when investors say we have to wait it means they are not coming back and so in next 4 5 days we just took a decision that only a startup could make right pivot from the current business model that we were in to a new business model in 5 days nobody have heard about it our investors panicked we had to convince them they said what are you pivoting towards so one in the meetings what we were saying is we are pivoting towards a ev as a service company we have vehicles let's do service based on these vehicles so then the obvious question was you are a team of design engineers who have built vehicles for logistics now you are saying you are going to do operations with it and you are taking away your manufacturing from it there is zero uh, experience in operations how can you even think about going into a service ops model so we said give us one month let's prove this model and see if this can go to a bigger level right so we went ahead and tried out this business model and i would say a candid story the first day in which we started this business model was from our where i live from my apartment next day morning i get 120 people from out of 200 apartments wanting something to buy so me and my business guy went to the factory took the vehicle which was pedal assisted three wheeler we went to grocery stores we got uh groceries for around 20 apartments came back delivered in the meantime we connected with a lot of gig workers we understood that there is zero loyalty in this market if you pay 100 rupees more they were ready to come and work with us in one month we scaled from one apartment to 10 apartments and the funny part was we started delivering to iit madras campus right so i used to personally deliver groceries to iit madras campus and professors used to ask i thought you were building evs now you are doing delivery job so we said why don't we think completely out of the box let's say manufacturing is a headache let's not do manufacturing let's even go vehicle agnostic 
it uh, because if we say we'll put only our vehicle on the fleet it uh, constrains our capacity to scale so then it got us into the biggest problem the market or the industry is completely traditional there is no digitization that has happened even though we say ev tech has come in and charging tech has come in but there's no digitization so you can't have a new tech and a bad way of executing so then we decided okay we will come to a stage where our business model is simple we build india's largest stakeholder ecosystem platform bring all stakeholders to one platform we understand the tech so whenever there is a new tech coming into a fleet we will be the front runners to adopt that tech and bet on that tech that is what we did with exponent as well so all came together and we uh, like once once we got this business model running initially all the vcs had this trouble can can you do everything together so we scaled up we showed a, we showed few vcs and then we raised some funds for that and now we are, we are scaling month on month our growth rate is so large that everyone is interested to look at us it it didn't happen overnight if i've understood correctly then today fine is not a manufacturer of electric vehicles you're a last mile service provider but your secret source or your superpower is the fact that you use a lot of data and a data driven in how you manage that last mile yes and and one more a major differentiation is our philosophy or the way we see our vision so we don't want more vehicles on the ground we are sure that more number of vehicles is not the scale so we came from the school of thought that we need to cross utilize these evs the evs should run for minimum 20 hours so people laughed at us as usually they do saying that no ev can run for 20 hours and be sustainable okay no no ev can actually function for 20 hours uh because they said charging was 6 hours then we found exponent exponent said i'll give you 15 minute charging and i'll give you 5 year warranty on battery so so it, it's it's basically a bunch of people who no one believed has done something remarkable from exponent standpoint we understood their tech right from the moment arun started working on it so that's the beauty of uh, a company who understands tech Super. So you are running a fleet of Exponent Energy and uh, Alti Green uh, three wheelers at the moment. Yes. So, so we have we have multiple types of vehicles. We have two wheelers. We have uh, our own two wheeler coming into the fleet called Fine Jet. Uh, we have Hero vehicles. We have uh, TVS vehicles. Uh, hopefully, other vehicles as well. Okay. So you are you've got a mix of two and three wheel trucks. Three wheelers, transport. and we are getting into four wheelers as well. So uh, one thing is we will be the company who has a widest portfolio of evs so that a customer who needs three wheeler and two wheeler need not look for two different people we are there and then along with the tech platform we are there to support okay so talk me through uh, how is the tech platform enabling you to be different from other last mile service providers because there's you know you do an internet search and there's 40 or 50 people who claim to be electric mobility last mile logistic service providers in india today i mean corona the lockdowns created that pivot didn't it and there's a, there's a few charging companies that have decided they want to be last mile delivery companies so how is data enabling you in a way that they are not yeah so just just imagine that uh, everyone including a client like an amazon a uh, financier who wants to fund these evs uh, let's assume an oem like an alti green tech player like a uh, exponent uh, then we have driver partners all in the same platform and 
there is only one vision of the platform that make the ev deployment hassle free without any frictions so amazon wants to place orders or a flipkart wants to place orders and the deployment has to happen in a stipulated particular time okay so the currently if you do manual way of getting the financier talking to the financier talking to oem for the vehicles uh, and getting the drivers on board you don't have the visibility of overall timeline in which you can actually deploy so the clients usually believe that by this day the vendor will give them 100 vehicles but unfortunately only 60 of them gets fulfilled for 40 they'll have to go for ad hoc vehicles which will increase the last mile logistics cost and if it takes 60 days for 60 days look at the wastage of manpower the client side everyone will be working on getting these vehicles on board uh, a service provider will have to work 60 days financier is involved for that 60 days oem is involved for 60 days overall the ecosystem is losing money okay. when we have a stakeholder platform what we are trying to do is bring all stakeholders together give real time transparent information to all stakeholders for them it is just like a courier delivery like if a blue dart courier gets delivered to you you don't have to take any pay you will have to just make the payment then you will get a milestone based timeline saying that okay it has reached the hub it it is at this location right now and it will get delivered by this day same visibility we are able to give to these players through the platform and the biggest part is our engine is the operations piece so our entire operations is automated in such a way that from the moment a driver gets onboarded it comes through an app kyc is done the driver comes into the platform the vehicle is already there uh, the vehicle opportunity and the driver is getting married in the platform right and the locations the geo fencing everything is automated in this so that the vehicle is kept ready for cross utilization right so this platform makes it so hassle free that we don't even talk about the logistics that is done today we say we want to redefine so our find word also comes from that standpoint that we want to redefine the logistics the way it is done right so how do you measure success on your platform you know uber would measure the number of taxis or the number of uh, successful transactions in a day or rides in a day um make my trip would measure how many tickets were sold and not refunded how what are the metrics you are measuring because you have a complex value chain within yourselves you've got uh, finished goods from oems but you've got rides you've got bookings for deliveries you've got so much going on so we look at two things one is utilization second one is money revenues we look at daily billing so uh, compared to others who look at saying that okay if i deploy a uh, vehicle for 10 hours my vehicle is 100% utilization for us that is only 50% utilization so from that standpoint my driving force is always the team has to go towards our 100% which is 20 hours and we need to ensure that daily billing picks up every day every day so with the same number of vehicles how do you increase the revenue and increase the margin and how do we give a better pricing to our end customers see there's lot of data what you can do is you can see why does a uber or a ola bring in search pricing because they have the data that people like us are desperate when a rain comes we are ready to pay 2x 3x right but at the same time it can be used for a good cause saying that if you have the data of saying that uh, if you load say 100 kgs in a two wheeler and run 
the vehicle will not sustain for 2 years or 3 years okay so it will go down in 2 years so you can go to the client and say if it goes in 2 years and you you are happy with our sls and we go down in 2 years that means our business gets affected then you your business will get in turn affected instead of it we will guarantee you zero downtime but give us little more money it is far better than having a brand image problem later for both of us right so this is the way we negotiate with data for a company who uses say 20 kg load let's say sweetie we can say you are not putting lot of pressure on our vehicle we can give you a better pricing so differential pricing can be done only if you have data so the platform is a base for so you own your fleet today um as well as you allow people who uh, own fleets to book on your uh, platform no we don't own our fleet it's all on operation lease model okay. uh, so it's not on our books and we sign agreements with uh, larger players including e-commerce uh, food and beverage traditional logistics companies also sign with us uh, so that we place the vehicle so we take care of the entire logistics part so we we take care of the entire responsibility along with driver delivery is also our responsibility So let's talk about your funding journey then. Um how much has uh, Finn raised so far? Of actually first up how how long since you've been incorporated and how much have you raised so far? So commercial journey started in 1617. Uh, we have so we have been a company who was very frugal in uh, fundraising as well as using that funds to a good effect. So we we always had this idea that it's not about fundraising it's more about showing your metal to the world that okay with lower funds also you can function right so then larger funds will take you to the larger scale so you need to build the base strong not with funds with your capability of ensuring that you can survive through any situations right so we have raised 3 million till now uh, out of that 1.7 million came for this business model which was just one year back so one year back when we were raising funds we were doing maybe 10 15 vehicles uh, now we are almost at uh, i would say around yeah uh, 50x of that in less than a year uh, and the revenues have grown the team has grown so i i guess uh, for your growth you're looking for further investments now uh, you know you're doing you're doing investor calls so there's people who are interested in your business where do you see fine um, five years from today what's the out are you going to do an ipo is this a global ipo are you going to be doing uh, the same business model in other countries for example indonesia or malaysia um, or parts of africa what's what is your vision for the company and what's the out for your investors i'll tell you from there and right now and where i wanted to be right so if you ask me the ultimate goal of fine it is not thinking from the philosophy is not ipo or growing to that level the impact that we want to create overall is to ensure that in 5 years fine becomes a synonymous for logistics right everything that happens in logistics has to go through either fine platform or through our vehicles or our services so uh, there are two ways either you become controllable or you control right so that's the only way to win in the market so we have taken the bet that we will wait for some time we'll build tech looking at 5 years down the line see uh, our platform is so scalable that in future anyone who wants to deploy vehicles has to go through us the vision that i have told you in this podcast is just 
maybe i would say 10% of what we have talked the 90% is yet to come so when the 90% comes in 5 years we will see that even if my competitors deploy vehicles fine will get benefited because we have created the largest ecosystem there i'm smiling because i'm hoping that the big oligarchs of india are listening to that statement from you because this is a philosophy i wish everybody had so so i think i think we have uh, you asked about exponent so we we came with exponent alt mobility who was funded us alti green who has come with us four of us came together this is the first time in the industry that four different companies come together and then say like synchronously worked and then announced something right this is majorly because of see we were able to bring all the four philosophies together and now we are all four of us are actually preaching the same thing we are trying to build the ecosystem we want to be strong in each one's area and at the same time fine is trying to collaborate everything and then bring everyone together so it's more than competition we believe in collaboration so we don't see anyone as a competitor yet because we see that anyone at, and this market is so huge that you you don't waste time in fighting with others you go <laughs> get your piece first and then figure out so let me let me ask that question a, a different way then uh, vishak um where do you see the last mile logistics sector in 5 years what is the evolution that's going to happen you know over the next 5 years so from the tech standpoint you will see a lot of changes from we really don't think even lithium tech will sustain for 5 years because fuel cell tech is fast moving hydrogen is getting a huge push uh, drones have come into logistics last mile logistics you have seen some companies coming up with flying taxis which can be in the commute segment see the idea is technology is going to change drastically in the next 5 years we are going to see the digitization coming into effect that most of the players who are manually deploying won't be there in the next 5 years you need to play the game it's like uh, whatever changes that is coming you have to embrace the change and we will see a logistics industry where see uh, you have talked about we have, we have seen about 10 minute delivery right it's it's not about time it's more about slas it's more about customer satisfaction i think in next 5 years the entire industry will evolve towards how do we even don't think about logistics right <laughs> right now you think about logistics your head pains saying okay it's huge operations heavy right what what all things lot of things moving so the success of logistics industry is in next 5 years we don't have to have this conversation right there there's nothing to be afraid about in logistics everything is smooth everything happens digitally you place an order you don't have any worry that even say one day delay will be there everything is deployed to you if what you are talking about is achieved which is uh, the pain goes out of the process and it becomes streamlined then that um, sector is usually ripe for consolidation which means that only one or two companies will end up uh, doing everything much like the airline sector in india today for example uh, what we have seen is in uh, manufacturing segment there are a lot of players who is holding uh, marginal market share say 7% 8% market shares uh, since ev as a service people are consolidating everything together there is a possibility so there are in shenzhen and all there are two three major uh, companies who operate and lease these vehicles which holds more than 30 35% that means two three big players have emerged so this 
is a thesis which is happening across say uh, different parts of the world if you take you mentioned about malaysia and southeast asia especially this will work out beautifully there and same in india as well so what we feel is there is there will be a lot of consultation and people who are not looking at profit margins now will find it difficult to sustain when they scale because a lot of money gets blocked it's it's not a simple game if you look at deploying 1000 acres even through operation lease model you have to pay a security deposit you have to pay lease monthly back to them that means you have to make operations margin it's a high intensity game with if you don't have tech and math properly done you're just going for scale in for a disaster so what um reform would you like to see from government to help uh, your sector uh, achieve the sorts of growth that you aspire to see i think to give a drastic push to this logistics market ev side gst is one particular thing i would say um, for a service if the gst is reduced for evs it will give a push excellent so last question then uh, vishak and we ask this question to all the talent that um comes on our show and i apologize for the very frivolous nature of this question but it gets usually a very clear answer and the question is this if you had the opportunity to be the prime minister of india for just one day one day and you could do anything you wanted to ensure that there was faster adoption of electric vehicles and electric mobility in india what would that decision be if i am the prime minister first thing i'll do is anyway it's only one day for me so that one day i will ensure that all the icit vehicles are banned right so so that and give the right push towards manufacturing evs see now the scale is not something that we are fearing about ola is there ether is there many players have come in who can build vehicles on scale and how do they reach the scale they need to get the demand also pushed up so if demand is the how do you get the demand if you don't have an ability to go and buy an ic engine vehicle there's only one option that is go and buy electric so demand is already created with that decision itself now you need to go back to all these players and saying so now all these players who are sticking on to ic engine vehicles also will have to go and do evs everyone has a capability to do it but people don't want to change how do we make people change put them in a difficult situation right so so stir the water that's what i would say Excellent answer Vishak it has been an absolute pleasure having you in our program thank you for making the time to be an energizing india good luck with your fundraise and the future growth and we look forward to having you back on the show uh, in the near future again thanks rabin i think next time when we uh, speak i think we will have lot more stories to tell about in the industry absolutely i'm your host for this episode ravin mirchandani But I would not be here without the amazing Energizing India podcast team. Onkar, our podcast director and the man who makes it all happen in the end, much like a big fat grand Indian wedding bringing together the research data and attention to details all in the timelines to get the next episode out on time. Three Vikram, our podcast co-host and head of research, and Sunil, who along with me is executive producer of our program. The Energizing India podcast is an Adore Digitron production giving a voice to the EV industry in India. If you enjoyed listening to us today, make sure to follow us on whatever platform you are listening on, whether it's Spotify, Apple iTunes or our own portal energizingindia.tv. Thank you very much and see you on the next episode. Music